0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The ten lepers in today's gospel were an unusual community, consisting of nine Jewish men and one Samaritan. Samaritans were not usually in the same community with the Jewish people. Samaritans were not pure-blooded Jews, and they practiced an aberrant form of the Jewish religion. These defects excluded them from full participation in the community of God's chosen people. Leprosy was a disease that made one unclean, according to the Bible. Thus, the nine Jewish lepers were also not able to participate in the Jewish community. Leprosy made these Jewish men like Samaritans. They were a community of the unclean. According to Leviticus chapters 13 and 14, the healing of leprosy had to be certified by the priests in the temple before a person could re-enter the community. Thus, when Jesus said to the lepers, go show yourselves to the priests, he was commanding them to follow the instructions given for the healing of leprosy in Leviticus. This divided the community of the lepers. The Samaritan leper could not go show himself to the priests. Even when cleansed of his leprosy, he would remain outside of the Jewish community. Obeying the command to go show yourselves to the priests required faith. The lepers began to walk toward the temple before there was any evidence that their leprosy had been healed. They had to believe and trust God's word with their actions. The gospel says, quote, As they went, they were cleansed. This recalls the exodus in which God commanded Moses to begin to lead the people toward the Red Sea before he had actually parted the waters. Faith that believes God's Word and acts on it can be contrasted with unbelief, for example, matthew thirteen fifty eight gives this commentary on Jesus' ministry in his hometown of Nazareth Quote, Now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. A faithless leper would have demanded that the healing take place first, before he was willing to make the journey to the temple. And he would not have been healed. As Hebrews says, chapter 11, verse 6, quote, without faith it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Faith leads to obedience, and obedience is the evidence of faith. Sometimes this connection is misunderstood. Obedience is reduced to the attempt to follow rules in order to somehow earn God's approval. This attitude goes something like, if I obey the commandments, then God will accept me. I will try hard to obey so I won't be rejected. The obedience that results from faith is different. It goes something like this. Because God has already accepted me and heard my prayer, I will do what God says to do because I trust in his word and in his goodness. I trust what he tells me to do is best for me. Jesus singled out the Samaritan leper for praise because he returned to give thanks. As noted, he returned in part because he had nowhere else to go. He couldn't go to the temple. We can imagine the scene. Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priests and the whole community of the ten began to journey towards the temple, and they were healed, and they recognized this, and the Samaritan at some point in time realized, oh, I, I can't really go here, and so he broke off and returned to Jesus. And Jesus said to him when he returned, arise, go your way, your faith has made you well, This could also be translated as, your faith has saved you. He had already been healed of his leprosy. Now, faith in Jesus is bringing him into the kingdom of God. There is a subtle lesson in this gospel about the identity of Jesus. The three great symbols of Judaism were the priesthood, the temple, and the Torah. All three were involved in the healing of a leper. He would go to the priest who would perform a healing certifying ritual in the temple according to the instructions of the Torah. With the Samaritan leper, Jesus fulfilled all three functions himself on the basis of his own person and authority, Jesus certified the healing and told the man to reenter the community. Jesus exercised the functions of priesthood, temple, and Torah because Jesus came to fulfill all these symbols of the old covenant and then to redefine how they would function in the new covenant. And this is the point of the implied criticism of the nine lepers. Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? They ran off to the priests, but failed to recognize the presence of the new and great high priest. They ran to the temple, but failed to realize that here was God dwelling with his people in a new way. And the person of Jesus. They followed the instructions of the Torah, but failed to recognize the presence of the Torah made flesh. They ran back to the old covenant community, but they failed to recognize the presence of the one who was fulfilling the old covenant and establishing a new community in the new covenant. The pattern of the Samaritan leper is a model for our own prayer, especially in the Eucharist. Faithfulness follows the same threefold pattern. We come to ask for and receive mercy. We go to do what Jesus tells us to do, and then we return to give thanks. First, we come to ask for mercy. We ask God to guide us, to strengthen us, to provide for us, and to heal us. And because we are the new covenant temple, and Jesus is our mediator and advocate, Jesus hears our prayer. <clears throat> As First John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15 say, quote, This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. We may not yet see or understand the answer, but this delay is not a problem. Our life in Christ is eternal. Eternity is a long time. And God is faithful. Second, we go, as Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, to do the good works that God has prepared for us to walk in. As we pray for healing and wait for Jesus to answer us, Jesus tells us to go and do what he has told us to do. He wants us to obey his commandments. He wants us to believe in him and to love each other as he commanded us so that the world may know that we are his disciples. He wants us to use our gifts to serve other people in the same way he has come to serve us. He wants us to be faithful witnesses in the world. The gospel teaches us that our obedience to his word Is part of our healing. As we go, we are healed. The epistle today refers to this manner of life as walking in the spirit. We receive life from God in Christ through the spirit, in the sacrament, in our prayers. We are given grace by the spirit to go out into the world to do good works. As we live this life of prayer and faithful obedience, new virtues are produced in us in the place of our old sins. As the epistle says, quote, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. As we go in the Spirit, we are healed by the Spirit. Third, we return to give thanks. The word Eucharist means thanksgiving. It's instructive that the central service of worship in the church is precisely a return to give thanks. The completion of the faith and obedience that leads to healing is to be continually thankful to Christ. Many people receive blessings from God, but do not return to give thanks. They come only when they need something from him again. It is only as we live grateful Eucharistic lives that our faith in healing are completed and made eternal. We acknowledge Jesus is more than a mere helper in time of need. We confess him as the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending of our faith, the source and giver of everything that is good. As we return to give thanks, the faith that heals us and gives us temporal blessings becomes the faith that is eternal, And establishes our place in God's eternal kingdom. And Jesus says to each of us. Go in peace. Your faith has saved you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost.